Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! the sirens that can only mean one thing and yes you hear my voice so i guess that really means one thing uh one i am back Two, welcome back to the outsider's edge of course i i missed last week except for maybe a little quick run-in but yes it's your boy rance aka ray cash with my brother in ours mr kyle morris we are still without carl carl got family issues going on but golden lovers got you this week what's up man I mean, I just want to apologize to the listeners. I tried to hijack the show two weeks in a row, but Rance was like, nah, your bitch ass will say some shit about Tommy End, and I just ain't here for it. So, Hey, shit, at least you acknowledged him for once. I mean, you know, Tommy End's a badass. Tommy End is a oh, badass. Now he's a badass. Okay. No, Tommy yeah, End was always a badass. No, Tommy End was always a badass. I don't know who that other guy is, though. Um, okay, so, well, first and foremost, again, I, I 
like I did with Mags yesterday. I want to thank you sincerely for holding me down. Um, but my show. Uh, what I'm am here. I gonna not have it? <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, you're right. But still, I I, I want nah, you, I want nah. you to the appreciation. Anytime, yeah. Um, but no, so you can go back to you can go back to hosting for all I care. It gives me a break. <laughs> um. Well, look. Thank you for that. Um. Yesterday, I was able on Chair Shot Radio. I was able to get out. Uh, what I called, and I stole this from the Tonight Show. Shout out to Black Thought, aka Tariq Trotter, my Irk list. Today, we got some topics that we want to get in on, but there's like we record this on a Thursday, so the day before you guys are hearing this, we recorded, and today was the NXT Takeover in your house media call that Triple H does always before. The show. And oh boy. That man has started up a firestorm online that like people are losing their collective minds on like, what he's why though? Like, please, because I didn't hear the conference call and you know, I teach during the day, so I try to avoid Twitter. Um good man. Good man. Fuck, I need to learn that. The fuck is uh got people all up in their feelings this time. Well, there's two things in particular I want to talk about, okay? The first part was, uh, is he said something negative about fans. I'm going to read to you some direct quotes, okay? And I quote, this is Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H. It's a funny thing to me sometimes that in our business, everybody is so worried about where, where people are going to go or land or how is this going to play out long term in the future. How about don't watch it? Do you like it or do you not like it? Do you have to say, I like it, but I like this other thing more? Or I like it, but I don't like it as much as I like that that one. Just watch it or don't and stop trying to figure out where everything goes. The fans ruin their own stuff half the time trying to figure out where everything goes and why it's going there. And how and then trying to pick up their phone and go search for the thing to find out what it is that can ruin it for them so they're not surprised when it happens. I don't understand that. I'm thrilled with what the brand is. I'm happy with where it is. Do I want it to get better? Yes. Do I want it to grow? Yes. Do I want it to expand? Yes. But again, people will take this line, use it out of context. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I'm not I'm not here to make a brand that's around for a few years or a few minutes. I want it to be long term. And how's it going to be long term? It's going to it's going to morph and evolve. It shouldn't be the same. If it's the same three years from now or four years from now as it is right now, we made a mistake. It's just like people. You grow. If you're the same person four years from now, you didn't grow. Now, before you respond to that, I want you to understand that none of that quote, none of that quote is is given context in Twitter. All people see on Twitter is Triple H criticized fans, and all people have t- took from it is if you don't like it, don't watch. So, with that in mind, I want your first thought, and then we will get to the other part, which is a little more explosive. I mean, I think they missed the forest for the trees if that was the part that they're focusing in on, because I think the most pressing thing that he said 
that is straight fucking facts is fans ruin them uh, ruin the show for themselves all the time and this applies to more than just wrestling this applies to so much shit now like all, all the fandoms, fan- yeah. fandoms just totally ruin projects before they've even happened so like a good example outside of wrestling y'all know i'm a big pokemon nerd they got remakes of Diamond and Pearl coming out this year. They've got an open world RPG style game coming out next year. And mm-hmm. people are already shitting all over both. They're mm-hmm. shitting all over the Diamond and Pearl remakes because they don't like the art style that they're using. And okay, fine, it's a faithful remake, which is exactly what I've asked for forever, and it's not going to make major changes to the game itself, which is what I wanted, but it's chibi art style? How dare you? And then with this other game that is like a totally different open-world concept that the fans have been begging for for years, they're just like, again, oh, well... I don't think that this looks as good as I wanted it to in my head. This isn't taking advantage of the capabilities of the Switch engine to the fullest extent possible. You've yeah. already ruined this game, and you haven't even, like... It's not even made yet. Yeah, it's not even out of development yet, and y'all have already just decided you're ready to hate them. Just yesterday, I watched... Um, two days ago, I watched um, the Sonic movie again. I own it, but you know, you know, I got kids and whatnot, and I'm sitting down trying to find something to watch. It was on, right? right, And I remember that it got pushed back two years because when they put the first trailer out, people hated it so much because it doesn't look like Sonic from the games. So they had to redo the entire uh, uh, hour and forty-five minute movie. Had to redo all of the animation and the CGI because fans and replace it it with something terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I <laughs> that's not for me. I could care less. I, the movie's very enjoyable. I care less how the thing looked. It, can I recognize it? But nonetheless, yes, you're absolutely factual. The one argument I heard that I can accept is in the role he's in, he probably shouldn't say that out loud. You know what? As my brother Chris Black can say, I can smoke a bag of that. But ultimately, like. <laughs> The funny thing is, the rhetoric going into this um, going into this press uh, this, this press call was a lot of people were, were trying to get people to troll Triple H, get all of the um, journalists, quote unquote, to troll him by saying, "Ask about Velveteen Dream, ask about Drake Wirtz, and all this stuff," because you know, for so long they asked about him and he couldn't say anything or didn't say anything of note. So it's like y'all already was on it trying to get at them number one granted i don't respect a lot of the journalists that were on the call Meltzer and those people but by and large i'm sure that they were trying to do their job right so i don't i don't i don't i have no qualms with the people that were on the call um but there was already a rhetoric of oh well it's a gotcha moment because sean ross sap said one of his very first uh tweets about it is triple h seems really sassy today so maybe he had already read the room and was like, all right, y'all finna come at me, so I'm gonna come at y'all the same way. But ultimately, hey, I mean, match that energy, maybe. Match hey. that energy. 
and ultimately he's not wrong. I don't. I now as look. I tell my students, whatever level of ignorance you want to come at me with is where we can start, and I promise I'm ready to escalate. I can get way more ignorant than you. I got more practice. You want to know one of the worst things, and you may feel differently about this, but one of the worst things, in my opinion, society has taught us as people mm. is that the customer is always right. Oh, I hate that idea. No, they're not. It's the worst, it's the worst no, thing ever. Because and anybody customer, who believes that's never worked in retail. most often wrong because the customer, more, than, more often than not, the customer don't know shit about the product. Not at all. The product, the business, anything. Yep. Facts. Like, you know... Gaming is a good example of this. I'm a gamer. I don't bitch about games until I've played them. If I have played your game and it is glitchy, buggy, trash, I'm going to bitch about the fact that you produced and put out glitchy, buggy, trash. Yeah, WWE 2K19. Yeah, I'm looking square at your ass. Um, That was some glitchy, buggy trash. You should be ashamed of yourself. And they were ashamed. They were so ashamed that they didn't produce a game the next year. Yep, it took two years to get it right. This is trash. Yep. So, like, that's one thing. But, like, more often than not, I don't criticize because I don't know how to design a game. I don't know how to code and develop that shit. I can't do better myself. All I can say is... Yeah, I played it. It wasn't for me. I I can't recommend it, but that doesn't mean other people won't enjoy it. Hey, man, look, I'm with you 100%. Like, I, not always right. That's bullshit. <laughs> if you, if you really want to really live by the conversation or by the thought process that AAA shouldn't have said it, I can, I can respect that. I really can. But that's not what people are, are mad about today. People are mad, not that he said it, but not that, not not just simply that he shouldn't have said it, but that he feels that way because you know how this group of wrestling fans is. And let's 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 say one more thing real quick before I get to this other point. I will never ever say that a person who hasn't done something cannot criticize or effectively analyze a product. Right? I, I'm not gonna say that. There are basketball cultures that have been the best basketball cultures ever played in their life. I'm not gonna be that ignorant. Right? However. If you are not immersed in a product or a business, or you are not have no have no form of formal work in that product in any way, form or fashion, then it's really hard for me to respect your opinion. So if you ain't never ran a rope, built a rope, built a ring, took a bump, worked in a backstage environment of wrestling, done anything, ultimately you just talking. Ultimately, you are just talking. So well, all of us problem, who are sitting here as fans just and want to act like we know the business, you really probably don't. Well, part, and part of the problem here is just that, you know, social media has made everybody feel like, you know, their opinion matters and everybody's surrounded in an echo chamber because people mute and block anyone that they don't agree with or they don't like. That's so a, yeah. everybody's in this echo chamber of just like, yeah, everybody feels the way that I feel. But like the real issue here is that like, they ain't got to appeal to you specifically as one individual person. Like, this is a company with millions of viewers and billions of dollars. Like, you're just one person. And they figure correctly that if you don't like it, somebody out there fucking does. So let's go just to the other them clicks. Yeah. Let's go to this other thing real quick. And this one's going to be a little more. All right. All right. All right. 
Shout out to the shout out to the boy Gary Cassidy, who is one of the people I actually respect. I think he's really good at the job. He asked Triple H if an all women show has been discussed by WWE and whether or not WWE or NXT will allow female talent to appear on NWA's show that Mickey James is running. This is a direct quote. Okay. This is not conjecture. This isn't one quote with my opinion. This is a direct quote. Haven't we already done them? It's a funny thing to me. Equality is equality. Equality is not, I want my own show. Equality is not, we have to have our own program. If I told you that I was making an all men's program and didn't want women on it, it would be criticized. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I think it's funny when people go, I want the best in the world, regardless of contractual status. From a business standpoint, why do we have contractual status? It doesn't make any sense. If you want to wrestle the best women in the world, come to WWE. That's where they are. If you want to go elsewhere and say that they are, that's an opinion, and you can. I'm all for it and one of the biggest drivers of it. Will we do another all-women's event down the line? Possibly, but it's not a must-have at the moment. I think we do an amazing job of displaying our female athletes. Is it perfect? No. Will it always be in flux? Yes. But we do a pretty good job. In my opinion, the best female performers in the world are here in WWE, and if they are not, they want to be. Now, I have a lot to respond to that, but I want to get your first opinions because that's the first time you've heard that. I want to get your fresh opinion. I mean, you know, my only real opinion on it is I don't disagree with anything you're saying, Paul. Stop calling them independent contractors. Okay. Contractual status as employees. I, I don't necessarily disagree with the merits behind literally anything you said. You got this person under contract. You control where they are allowed to appear in the capacity of this contract, which is as a performer. So you can tell them where they can and cannot perform. I have no disagreement or qualm with that. But, like, again, you hide behind this independent contractor label without giving them the, like, benefits entitled to an employee so that you can kind of skirt around that from a business standpoint. And it's just disingenuous. They're employees. And there's nothing wrong with them being employees. But call them what they are. Which is employees. I'm with you. I mean, they're not employees. They they should be, but I'm with you. I'm with you because because there's no there's no wrestling company alive that exists that the wrestlers are employees. So this oh, isn't. Oh yeah, this I WWE know. Problem. I know. It's not just a WWE problem. That wasn't for you, I by just, the way. That's for the people listening. Yeah. No, this is yeah. not just a WWE problem. It's just that, like, yeah, you're right, Paul. Everything that you just said is totally accurate and 100 percent correct in terms of the like you get to decide if they can perform elsewhere or not like as far as are they that is wwe the absolute best women in the world blah 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 blah. i think that it's a very 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 compelling argument to be made for that i think it is i think if another company wanted to assert otherwise the burden falls on them to prove it 
I think there also, are good women in other companies. Do not sure. get me wrong. There are outstanding women wrestling all over the world in other companies. But, but I also think we should note that he should say that. Any promoter should say, I have the best. That's just good business. Oh, yeah, facts. Um, the thing that really caught my eye, I think, though, Kyle, and the thing that caught a lot of people's eyes, uh, that people are really pissed about today is the equality is equality statement and what about and everything that kind of came with that right so first and foremost people is i want to i want to break through a few things just work with me here the first thing is that people have a major issue with the difference between the word equality and equity facts it's a major difference Equality means literally splitting in half no matter how it helps anybody. Just everybody gets the exact same thing. Equity means you get the same thing, you get the same things based on who needs what. So if you're the the perfect example is the picture of the three kids standing watching the baseball game. Equality means they all get the same amount of steps, and even if the shortest kid still can't see. Equity means the tall kid don't need a step, the middle kid gets one step, and the short kid gets two, everybody on the same playing field. Y'all want equity. Y'all don't want equality, number one. So let's get that understood. And, and you should want equity. I want to also say, like, you should want equity. That's the goal. Term, yeah, like, don't don't take us saying that that's what you want as a criticism. That no. is what you should want. But it is important to recognize the difference. Yes. It's, when it's, he's talking about equality, he's not necessarily lying. The problem is equality is kind of bullshit. 100%. Because, because everybody doesn't need the same things. Not only does everybody not need the same things, but everything isn't set up for the same people. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying that's good or bad either. That's just a fact. Yeah, um, it's harder for me, women. It's harder for women that don't fit the conventional attractive norm in wrestling as a whole. You're being that's 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 spot on facts. But you're being even more. That's even more spe- specific. Let's just be complete, blatantly honest. There are more male wrestlers in the world than women wrestlers. Facts. It's a male-dominated field. Exactly. So that's even before we get into, oh, well, this person is TV-ready. This person looks right. This person has this gimmick. Ultimately, there are more men than women. How many women do you hear trained with, with, had to train with only one, with all all the guys because there were no women training with them? It's just a fact. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just a fact. Now, one of the people, one of the arguments people had was well you said that you would get criticized if there was if you had only uh, a male-dominated tv show what about 205 live first and foremost nobody watched that shit secondly 205 live is not a male show it is a divisional show women are on 205 live all the time there was a big maria canelis ran the show alicia fox went back and forth are women wrestling on that show no the same reason that women don't wrestle in the women's bantamweight division against Amanda Nunes. It's a division. Now, if you want to criticize that they gave a division in the show, we could talk about that. But it's not, it, that has nothing to do with man versus woman. Now, if you want to call me ignorant, call me what you want. That's facts. Now, the bigger issue to me is simply this. When we speak about equity, I have said multiple times on this show and any other show I've been on, Kyle, and you can attest to this, that 
I am against the women having their own show. I am vehemently against it. I'm against it because I think that marginalizes them. I think that will make us feel about them the same way we feel about 205 Live. We're turning the women into a niche. I think the, the goal is what WWE has been trying to do and all companies that have men and women have tried to do is you make time in the show, adequate time, equitable time in the regular show for the women. So if you have, for example, if you have 70 men and 30 women on your show, then the women should get 30% of the time. That, does, does that make sense? I think that I think that that is a better long-term strategy. Um, I think, you know, when we talk about equity and women in sport in general, you know, I think about, like, the recent controversy about ESPN and SportsCenter and putting all this attention to Logan Paul's fight and not giving any attention to Simone Biles just being fucking GOAT status. And I think one thing that people miss in the conjecture of this argument is, and even, you know, well-intentioned people who I don't think are sexists, I don't Mm -hmm. think they are, but I think what people miss when they're like, oh, but men's sports sell better. The reason men's sports sell better is because you allow them to. You You have set them up in such a way because... What people missed in that argument, because they were so ready to defend Logan Paul getting so much coverage, is nobody ever said Logan Paul shouldn't get coverage. Yeah. Nobody ever said Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather shouldn't get lots of coverage. What people said is, how is this boxing match between a YouTuber and a past-his-prime fighter getting... Yeah, a retired fighter sucking all the oxygen from the room that we don't have time for even one post. Acknowledging, not even asking you to show footage, but just one post with a picture acknowledging that Simone won a record-setting seventh U.S. Gymnastics Championship. It's the Title IX argument. Yeah, it's just the, yes, you're right. Men's sports do sell better. Men's wrestling does sell better. It sells better because you allow it to. And by niching a product like you're talking about, you're going to further marginalize that. Because you know what has helped the WNBA grow? They get promoted on shit now. Like, Twitter airs their games, and because Twitter airs their games, they, like, push that shit on the trends. If you're into basketball Twitter at all, it's like, hey, watch the WNBA game tonight. Here's the Twitter game. Because Hulu plays their shit, like it's promoted in your feed now. Can I add another? Can I add another point yeah. to that? You know the NBA on NBA, NBA and TNT. You mm-hmm. know who's one of the analysts on Tuesdays? Candace uh, Parker. Candace Parker. Yeah, and that she's helps. one of the best analysts they fucking got because she's currently playing the goddamn game. It that that goes to show, and I want you to finish your point because you're cooking with grease. But that goes to show that what when we say all the time that. You need people in places. You need to see it. Representation matters. Well, and so the cumulative effect of this, the cumulative effect of this, and it even started a few years back when they started incorporating WNBA stars into All-Star Weekend and doing the, like, city games shit. Like, by doing that, you present the WNBA as a legitimate basketball option during off-season time. 
during a time when there's no other basketball really going on, you're promoting the fact that we are dominant in women's basketball as a nation. And, you know, by doing these things, you allow the sport to grow. When the sport grows, it makes more media money. When it makes more media money, the players get paid more money. It's treated as more legitimate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the point is, the way that you grow women's wrestling is by continuing to promote it within regular mainstream wrestling. Yep. That's that's why we were so in arms about AEW for the first 18 to 24 months of their, of their existence. And then, lo and behold, they finally allow the women to have a main event, and that main event was one of the, like, hot matches of the year. Yep. And was something that everybody was fucking talking about. And people are behind the women's division now. Why? Because they've gotten time. Because we know the people now. And they slow-burned Britt Baker in just the right way so that now she's ready to carry that fucking division. No, they looked into that. They it wasn't did. a goal, but um, oh. look, how you get there, I don't care. I don't care what the journey is, as long as we get to the destination. So, um, you know, so there's no real way for us, I was just thinking about our other topics, and there's no real way for us to segue in our other topics to hashtag journalism, but, you know, we're like ad shows now, so, like, this is a good time take a break. for us. Yeah, this Can I is say a one more thing real quick? Yeah. Can I say one more thing real quick? And this yeah. one you won't like, okay. but... This is this is something. I mean, and again, look, the, I, we can agree on everything, and it's fine. But I, I want to say one more thing real quick about Triple H. I'm not trying to stand for this dude. I'm not trying to stick up for this dude. I, I, I'm I'm a semantics person. But I hate that we as a society don't allow anybody to ever live past something or move past something. I saw people criticizing Triple H today, and you want to criticize, dude? That's fine. I disagree with it, but that's that's your right. But some of the things I saw people saying were like, well, you knew this dude, you knew this dude was uh, terrible when he cheated on China and got China kicked out of WWE. Are we really holding him that part of his life to this? Is that really what we're going to do? I don't think, and I don't think that that part of his life is indicative of that particular character flaw. That's what I'm saying. The character flaw that that part of his life is grossly (laughs) indicative of is that Hunter's power hungry and like is willing to do what it takes to politic the right way to like continually put himself in the position of prominence. Like it is not a coincidence that like, yeah, Hunter got punished for the curtain call. But like, if you look at the click in terms of within WWF, Hunter maintained a degree of pull for the rest of his career that he only accelerated once he started sleeping with Stephanie and became part of the family and has progressed into this role of executive. Like, his biggest character flaw is his ambition, in my opinion. By the way, and let the record show that Triple H was always going to be a top star in WWE. Stephanie helped fantastically, oh, but he was, go- he was already there. But the best the best thing about that click story that you mentioned about him when he get, when he took the fall for the curtain call is his his is his response when he, Vince said you're gonna be you're gonna take the blame his only his only question was can I get back to where I was that lets you know everything about the dude um, we're gonna take a break as my brother said pay yeah because we got you know ads now because we're cool kids. 
Yeah, you know, we 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 pay bills and whatnot. While we're paying bills, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash chair shot. Get a hashtag journalism shirt. We made the term. We'll be yeah, right we- back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Can we go with some happy time topic for a real quick minute? Because, like, you know, we here at The Edge are never happy to see anyone get hurt. We're never happy to see anyone lose their job. We're never happy to see that kind of shit go down. We're not those kinds of people. Um, but, you know, Will Ospreay had, you know, whatever the fuck happened. <laughs> that's like, a conversation that's all right. <laughs> like, we can get to that first if you want to. 
Um, but like the end result was that Will Ospreay was no longer the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, so they had to crown a new IWGP Heavyweight Champion. So they made the correct matchup between you know old reliable Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada and you know the Dragon Shingo Takage and. Uh, our boy Shingo is the new fucking champion, man. Our boy Shingo's the champ. I'm, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen the match, even though you are a New Japan World subscriber. Shout out to I you. I am a New Japan World subscriber. I haven't gotten to the match yet, but I'm just so happy. Did you see the end when he when he got the pin? Did you see his face? Yes, I saw his face. I saw him oh, bowing man. to the title. I saw, like, oh, just the pure joy. And I'm like so happy for the him. catharsis of seeing a Dragon Gate legend go into New Japan, be accepted by the audience from day fucking one, establishing himself as yes. like, nah, I'm one of y'all now. Like, this is I'm what so I'm all glad about. You, I'm so glad you brought that up because this makes him a certifiable Japanese legend now. Because not only was Champions he one of the best like, Dragon Gates ever had. But now you one of the what like thirty five IWGP Heavyweight Champions? Yeah, yeah, bro, you certifiable now. Oh yeah, Shingo is a made man, um, which he should be because like he's so fucking great. No, two year a year and a half ago that man was in the junior division. Like, what are we doing, Gato? What are you doing? <laughs> we were talking about how like what are Shingo and uh, Hiromu gonna win the junior tag titles because the junior that was what tag they- titles because that was when they only had. <laughs> Junior tag team. <laughs> so let me say this. Gato's had a rough go of it the past couple years. New yes. Japan as a company has had a rough go over the couple past yes. couple years. AEW has really eaten into them. Not just AEW, but the pandemic injuries. Yep. So much. Yep. I am happy to see them finally get back on track. They traveled Osprey, but that didn't work. Not because he can't wrestle, but because who he is as a person overshadowed. Yeah. Yeah, chip, chip should we get into that? Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck even like happened there? Well, first and foremost, let me say this: I called Osprey getting caught, getting put in the main event. Because remember, I said he should win the uh, G one. Mm-hmm. I said I didn't like it, but if you want to elevate, that's the guy because he's been on that precipice. Well, and then he started his own fucking faction. Yes. In a faction-driven company, he started his own faction. And it, was the first, and it was one of the first new factions. It was the first new faction, I think, since Bullet Club. L.I.J. Oh, L.I.J., that's right. That's right, L.I.J. Yeah, but that, but that wasn't much long after yeah, that. So. L.I.J. is like still like five years ago. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't claim to Gucci Japan. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Coach. I mean, <laughs> we don't to be claim. Fair. Gucci Japan doesn't claim to Gucci Japan unless it's not. <laughs> um, okay. By the way, the United Empire had it, it, it had something. It has some legs. Yeah. I'm 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 okay with Great Khan and Jeff Cobb is a beast in these streets. Um, I don't know what happened. Dog. So the rumors are apparently he's New Japan says he broke his neck. Or he had a, a severe enough neck injury that he couldn't wrestle anymore. He went to he went home instead of staying in Japan. He went home to get work on it or certain whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The streets talking, saying that B Priest left his bitch ass. 
Yeah, I heard street rumors saying like she's WWE bound and shit. Now that much is I think is pretty true. You, you might see her in NXT UK pretty soon. Speaking of NXT UK, the final boss Miko Satamore beat the forever champion Kaylee Ray today. Damn. Broke like the six hundred and seventy some odd day reign. So B Priestley coming in to be the next challenger would make sense. Um, but yeah, I, man, Osprey ain't looking good out here, bro. And if I don't, so if he's really hurt, more power to you, big dog. Get it healthy. If he ain't hurt, he just ain't want to lose the title. He pulled a Shawn Michaels. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Well, I mean, I could believe either one because, like, Osprey was known in these streets as a certifiable piece of shit. Yeah, that's yeah. You, I mean, but you know what? My my uh my grandma always used to say, "You lay with dogs, don't be surprised when you get fleas." Mm-hmm. Um, and New Japan, the one their one of their major flaws is because they're Japanese, they don't feel that they need to acquiesce to Western issues like like Marty Scurll and mm-hmm. Osprey and these people who have controversies over here. We shouldn't care about that. We're in Japan. Well, no, nah, bro, mm-hmm. that affected y'all pretty heavily, dog. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because it like I mean, it affected them in a big way. If you think about like, we don't talk enough about the fact like Marty Skrull used to occupy a very large spot within the like mid-sized independent scene. Well, Marty Skrull was like a four or five-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight, junior champion. heavyweight champion. He was what he was like a multiple-time Rev Pro champion. He was ROH World Champion. He, he had never won started it. Villa he never Enterprises. Won he never won the world title. He should have won it. He should have won it um, the night Cody fought Kenny at at um, when they had it WrestleMania no, but I weekend. I thought he won it later. No, I don't think he ever won it. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, not like nobody watches Ring of Honor anyway, so it's like we nope. care. Shout out to Roosh. Shout out to. But Roosh. I mean, he was like booking Ring of Honor for a little while. Oh yeah, for a cup of coffee. I don't even think the coffee got cold before he nope. got kicked out of that. Yep. Um. So I got a question for you regarding Shingo. I, I I. You clearly know who I think should be his main challenger. Shingo versus Jason White at the Dome makes all the sense in the world. But my question to you is. Man, what's going to happen to L.I.J., bro? Because Sonata is a world title contender. Naito was the one that merged the belts. And there's no IC title. So it's either you're going to go come to America and fight Moxley, or you're going for the never. <laughs> and I can tell you, Naito and Sonata ain't going for the never. No, but Naito old. So, like, I could see him and Sonata becoming a tag team. Well, that's the current six-man tag champs right now. Well, but that's what I'm saying. I could see him and Sonata being like a primary kind of like when Evil and Sonata were tagging forever because like realistically mm-hmm. both of them were singles title contenders at any given sure. time. But sure. it's like, no, nah, we can't have all of y'all fighting for singles belts and like Naito's at an older stage of his career so he could honestly benefit from being a tag guy for a while and like, you know... Getting some life on the tires. I don't. I don't like to. I definitely like to say. I'm, I definitely like to say. I told you so. I'm not gonna be that guy to lie, but I don't like to do it at the behest or at the. I don't like to do it in the case of when bad things happen. So I'm not saying this with joy, but I want to say we told y'all so about New Japan over using their old heads, and the same four guys, same four or five guys. 
when Kenny left, it hurt. It hurt when not only Kenny, when Kenny and the Bucks and all the Bullet Club left or all the elite left, it hurt. Well, it's not even just it's not even just them. It's also some of the other Gaijins that they took with them. Like they took Trent with them. They sure. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, Trent is never like a title title person for New Japan, but he's no, but that's, as a hand. he's always yeah. in the G one. He's always in one of the tag tournaments. He was allowed to float between junior and regular heavyweight. One of the few, yeah. So you're absolutely right, but they at least were that they were at least were able to stabilize because Jay White was was the guy that they could put their trust in. And mm-hmm. you still had you still had uh, Naito. You still had. Um, Okada, you still had um, Tanahashi, and Abushi signed. So we're good. But they didn't plan for that future to build those that next guys to get up and get over. The only person that they put trust in and they put equity in was Jay White. So it's like, that's the problem with New Japan's booking style of the four pillars. Because eventually they're gonna age out, and it's the same thing we say about WWE all the time. Well, when and you put the same people in the main events all the time, when they go away, who's gonna run the ship? Well, and the other issue is right now, like a lot of people that I think they were planning on being their like next wave are either still on excursion or are like just oh. returning from excursion. What do you think, um, like David Finley? No, God, no. I think they gave up on Finley a long time ago. What, like Gabe Kidd, maybe? Oh, no, Shane, I'm thinking of some of the, like... Shingo, no, I'm um, thinking of some uh, of the, like, Japanese channels. Yeah, like, like Shoda. Okay. Yeah, like Shoda. Or, well, like, Shoda whatever happened... Killing to, it in England. Well, and, like, whatever happened, right to, whatever happened to... Uh, was it Kobayashi? Not Kobayashi. Uh, the... Oh, the big fuck. dude? Yeah. Get him more. He got hurt. Get him. He, had, he had a back injury. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, is he ever going to be back, or is that a career ender? I think he's done. I don't know. I'd have to... You could tell, like, they had big plans for him. Oh, yeah. They weren't even going to send him on excursion. They were just going to be like, nope, you here. Well, when you look like Brock Lesnar, what you expect? (laughs) Oh, no, I I hate... hate, But no, but speaking of... No, but speaking of, you know who Ghetto needs to get on the fucking phone and call... Adam Share. Big country. Uh yeah, he is he's built for Japan for running Japan because they love a monster gaijin. Shout out to my boy Rab Ropes. He he he's coined the term that I will use for the rest of my life. He they love big shouties. He is a big shouty, a big shouty corn fed white boy. Go over yep. there and just run and just and just run roughshod. They love that. Mm-hmm. I think his stint there would be good for him. You know, I think people like Suzuki would toughen him up. Oh my God! Why did you just mention that? I see now. I need now. I need Suzuki trying to because, gotcha like, like no, because I need it now. No, because I'm here for I'm here for when he can't gotch pile driver this motherfucker. I'm here for Suzuki choking this bitch out. Oh man, I can't wait! I can't wait. And you know, so, um, uh, what is it? Is Shoulder Red Shoe, son? Is that Shoulder? Maybe. I think so. Because, you know, Suzuki used to always beat up Red Shoe's son all the time, which is yeah. I, one of my favorite things. But I think that's Shoulder. I think Shoulder Aminu is Red Shoe's son. I think son. so. I think you're right. That's crazy. So basically, Shoulder Aminu is Nicholas. <laughs> well, anyway, 
Um, so if you were running a wrestling company and you wanted to book big country Adam Share, how much would you pay? Oof, see, now that's that is a question. Um, I, I mean, how much could I afford is really the real question because, like, when we talk about I'm booking a federation, what what size federation are we talking? Are we talking I'm I'm a booker the size of like PWG, or are we talking like I'm a booker who's running shows out of a high school gymnasium? Because like these are two different price points here. Well, are you a booker that can afford what his supposed price that came out this week, which he said well, isn't true, I don't, but I, I don't of know, five man. figures? Oh, five. See now, five figures. I I don't know a lot of indie. I don't know a lot of indie promotions other than like name promotions you would recognize that could afford that. Like, if we're talking realistic, you know. And I'm not even one of those foolish ass motherfuckers who thinks that the only aspect of this is the box office, because there are three other different ways to monetize this shit. First of all, I got the box office. Then I've got signings or meet and greets, either before or after, and I take a cut. Then I got merchandise where I can take a cut. Um, then I've got concessions for the show where I can take a fucking cut. I can stream the show and charge people for that shit. Like, there are a lot of different ways for me to monetize. But even at that, even at that, if we're talking reasonable price for a show, I still need to guarantee that he can put at least about 300 asses in seats just to pay for himself. No, that's that's fair. Um I've had a little I've I've had the luxury of working with Book in some in a low level capacity a few times and I've seen him do this a lot. I mean, I've got I saw my man bring in DDP, I saw my man bring in um RVD uh, MVP was, you know, MVP lives in Houston, so of course he would show up all the time. Book wrestled here multiple times. Tommy Dreamer, Bookie Man lives here in Houston. Him and Book work all together all the time. I've had the luxury of seeing him bring in a lot of these guys, and I, I have no doubt that maybe they gave him a buddy discount or whatever it was, especially the ones that live here. But I've seen how he was able to do it. And now this was before Book had his own arena. Now he 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 bought a space out of a out of an older mall that is his. Now see, his. That, now see, that is an advantage because yes. if I own the house, I get to keep 100% of everything. 100%, and which is why, but I mean, it's, it's Booker T now we're speaking of. Yeah. Um, but before, when he was Especially running out of... Secret fun fact with concessions, secret fun fact with concessions, you want to get concessions on the cheap, run, a, run an event that you can get the high school kids to run the concessions for you and just let them keep like 10% of whatever they make on concessions for the night. Oh, well, so what book, what book does is all of the trainees, they, they, they run security. Boom. They run the, Boom. they run Boom. the concession. They do all that. Yeah. You work at the, or you take classes at my school. You run in my show for me. Smart. And it makes perfect sense. Bitch. Yeah. But so when he used to run out of the gym or the convention centers or whatever it was, um, you know, I would always wonder how he made this work. But he always consistently got about 200 to 300 people, depending on how big the venue was. Right now. Should anybody in their right mind, if you're not a 
upper mm-hmm. mid to to high level Fed pay Braun Strowman ten thousand dollars? No, you're stupid. But should Braun Strowman ask for ten dollars? Ten thousand dollars? Damn right. Rey Mysterio was asking for twenty five thousand when he was in on the Indies. Not yes. only is it reasonable, not only is it fucking reasonable, it is. It establishes a minimum standard for yourself. There you go. It is, and and it's also a flex. Like it is a low key flex. Here's what I saw when I saw that. Like a lot of people were just like, "Oh, way to price yourself out of blah blah blah," and that's facts. That is a great way to price yourself out of a lot of independent promotions for sure. But here's the thing. If I like if I got Vince to give me a 1.5 downside that was guaranteed on top of whatever I made from royalties for merch and appearances and licensing yeah. fees and shit like that, like I don't need your fucking gym show money. I ain't trying to roll out of bed for no $50 and a hot dog, you can kiss my ass with that shit. No, you got to pay me. Call me. Maybe I'll think about it. Like, that's what I saw. I saw that as, oh, so Braun's not trying to work the indies, work the indies. Braun is saying, like, if Cody wants to call me, I'll answer the phone. If Impact wants to call me, I'll answer the phone. If um sinclair wants to call me for ring of honor i'll answer the phone if bushy road wants to call me yeah i'm gonna pick that shit up but like if mlw or billy corgan try to call my ass i ain't even letting that get through the spam filter (laughs) Uh, voicemail (laughs) um melancholy and the infinite sadness on my dick dog uh, the NWA is another conversation we could have another day, but they, I, I, they're doing good things, they're doing bad things. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, yeah. but that is one of the best albums of all time. I'll give Billy that. Oh, no, <laughs> well, that's the reason why he's loaded because of those, <laughs> that album. Um, so I, this is this, this tells me a lot of these releases, there were people who. Didn't didn't grow up as long lifelong wrestling fans, or this wasn't their dream, right? And just kind of fell into it and got good at it or made money in it. These things tell me, and they're gonna. This is gonna tell me with some of these releases how much they love wrestling because Braun doesn't need it. Braun could go back to strongman. Braun could be a host. The I don't know if you saw today. He put out some uh, tweets about working on cars. He could be in the car lane. You know, he could go somewhere and shoot some guns for a living because. You know, he's one of them. He's a country boy. He could do a whole bunch of other things and make money. But if he loves wrestling, he may go back to it. So I don't know. Now, that's that's the thing about wrestling is some people love it and are in it for the li- for a lifetime. Some people love it because it makes them money. Some people do it for a job. I wonder what this is for him. And no diss on either one of them. Because more power to you, bro. Like, if you want to treat it like a job, treat it like a job. Because it's a job. Tommy End treats it like a job. Now, he loves it. But, you know, people were killing him because he's not mad at Vince or WWE. So, like, the only way, only reason we're going to support the people who are released is if they hate WWE because they got released. Yeah, like, I, I don't understand that whole, like, 
Why? Just because you hate him, why does he have to hate him? And why does it mean he has Stockholm syndrome if he don't? Like, maybe he just liked yo, having yo. a lot of money. Yo, like, yo, think, yo. Like, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but that is like a bitch-made mentality. That is a is. real bitch-made mentality. Like, oh, oh, I dislike this person, and you should dislike them because you lost your job, and even though you made all this fucking money and became a huge name in your industry and will be pretty much set for life now, and you have said that you felt creatively fulfilled and didn't have the problem, no, you couldn't possibly be, you couldn't possibly mean that. It had to all be bullshit. Now, like, no, nah, maybe he literally, maybe he legitimately was fucking happy. He met his wife there. Like, he he made millions of dollars and met his fucking wife. Yes. Like, and I don't know, he main evented he main evented shows in front of sold out stadiums of ten to twenty thousand people because he main evented some of those takeovers. His profile has grown exponentially. He started a clothing line. Yeah. Like yeah, he's uh like pretty much a goth. Like he's not a goth icon li- literally, but like his entire aesthetic is goth icon. Yeah, yeah, but I mean he rides with Shabinsky, so uh, dude that has uh, um, what's the clothing line all the guys wear in WWE? The um, I come up, I wouldn't mind it, but yeah, it's like really popular with uh, with a lot of people. Uh, but they're like. Super tight best friends, so he's 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 close as it gets. Um, I want to run through a quick, couple of quick things. And I want to take a break and I want to hit the last thing. But uh, sh- uh, shout out and all all love and respect to Leo Rush. I hate that my man uh, had to retire. Yeah, absolutely. I hate that. Now I will say this, and I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but I really hope that this is legitimate and this isn't him trying to get attention because he has done things to try to draw attention to himself in this manner because this ain't the first time he's retired. So I really hope he's injured and not playing it. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, the crowd wolf. Like, I hope, I don't want you to be hurt, but like, don't play this game just to get I'm choosing to read this charitably and believe it sincerely and I, for one... And I know you do as well. Yeah. Uh, we here at the Outsider's Edge wish Leo Rush nothing but the best and thank him for entertaining us many, many, many fucking times. 100%. 100%. All the best to Leo and I'm go- we're going to miss you, bro. Um, and a little more positive note, uh, WWE is trying to get Cardi B to host hey. uh, SummerSlam. I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. I also I remember I'm the one that thought that they should have got Cardi to be the ring announcer for Bianca versus Sasha, which is probably clearly going to be a rematch at SummerSlam. Am I only one thinking that? I mean, you know, time will tell. It won't surprise me, but time will tell. One more quick hit, real quick, and we're going to take our last break. But um, this make you happy. All right. Apparently, rumors are that. The conventional wisdom was since this is going to be since SummerSlam this year is going to be in the football stadium and kind of WrestleMania esque. The the conventional wisdom would be that Brock Lesnar would be there. Well, the rumors are that Brock Lesnar is not being factored into plans for the show. Good, good. Let the I hate want, flow through you. 
okay, Sith Lord. I uh I wanna see I I I wanna see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar though. I need to see that one more one time in my life. Nah, nah. You know when I want Brock to come back, even though I never want to see them wrestle each other again ever. I want Roman for the Tribal Chief? Yeah, I want the Tribal Chief to squash Brock Lesnar on his way to squashing the rock. Don't 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 engorge my loins, sir. Dude, I'm, I'm telling not. you, I want the tribal chief to just like beat all them legends in less than five minutes. I want him to Goldberg these bitches. Just Superman punch, the... spear, good night, motherfucker. Acknowledge me. Did you hear the rumors for the, the for the the three main events? No, but tell me more. Well, before this report came out, it was of course Lashley versus um Brock, Bianca, Sasha, too, and uh, Tribal Chief versus John Cena. Let me tell you why I'm here for that, though. Let me tell you why I'm here for it. John Cena got 16 world titles. His time is up. His time is now. Clearly, we can't see him because he's not on TV yet. Fast Nine hasn't come out. Um, speaking of Fast Nine, no Max though. Oh yeah, shout out to the Peacemaker. We're gonna take one more break and then uh, we're gonna talk some releases. Yeah, that's in the news again. We'll be right back. Sierra Hotel, India, Echo, Lima, Delta, Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. Well... As you, you know, can no doubt tell, we are sophisticated people here on the edge because we had not one but two ad breaks. And like good sophisticated people, (laughs) go to thechairshot.com for all of our wrestling news and headlines. We do. Um, (laughs) We're sophisticated because we got ads. I don't know. I'm just talking out my ass, man. Hey, it sounded good. Um, so look, the the worst word, one of the worst words to hear in the WWE, in the wrestling business is release. Now, if you want some real in depth um, conversation and explanations on the on the subject, I'm I don't I'm not a big promoter, but go listen to this past week's Chair Shot Radio with me and Max. We broke down. A lot of the financial and fiscal responsibilities and reasonings for this, what's happened. But unfortunately, since WrestleMania, we've seen three sets of cuts. Two sets of wrestlers, one set of uh, corporate employees. It's horrible. Never want somebody to lose their job. Especially when it's for a budgetary reason. But the rumors have come out again. Now, please understand, all this shit is conjecture so for all we know it could be nothing but the rumors have come out again that there is another round of cuts coming 
So what we thought was now I feel I feel the way about this, Kyle. Let's talk about this in real time. I feel the way about this. What we yeah, I was I was kind of thinking about it as we've been talking about it as well, and I'm just like, no, nah, that feels kind of icky. It Maybe feels very. We were we were gonna guess yeah, who might be released. No, that do. feels really icky. Instead, let's uh, and we're not asking for anyone to be released either. But let's talk about a, a related rumor because this is someone I think of every time I hear about releases. What the fuck is this rumor? I'm hearing that Jackson Riker is gonna be a face. A face a of what? A not face a of what? A face of the insurrection? A face of the anti-vaxxers? A face of the anti-maskers? A face of the racisms? What is he a face of? The face of America, sir. Oh, God. America's face is so hideous. Yeah, no, he... So, Elias turned on him last week. And this Look week... Elias. Look I, at that's you. What, that's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought. But he came out this week and attacked Elias and got a, got a haircut. And, you know, the haircut always means a, a turn. And, you know, we're the Thunderdome, so they pipe it in. They piped in low-level cheers. No. Yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. It's happening. No. It's happening. This could only happen on Raw. This could only <laughs> happen on Raw. NXT and SmackDown would never do this. He was there returning face on SmackDown before he tw- messed up and tweeted. Oh, my bad. NXT my bad. and SmackDown would never do this. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, that is a thing. No, one, one... though, the only thing, like, I get it. I get it. It's just always really terrible optics because, like, they keep reporting so many record profits. Not only that, and to speak on Jackson Riker for just a second, they keep, I, I, I get what people are saying, and I don't agree with it because it's not factual, but I get the how it looks, the preponderance. It costs two people their jobs. Well, not only that, but all the people they're releasing seem to be good, quality-ass people, but the people you keep it and use it. <laughs> like, so Buddy Murphy had to go, but Jackson Riker got to stay? And we don't want to be that person because, like, again, we don't advocate for anyone to lose their fucking job. Facts, but facts. it's just like, man, you got to make these cuts. Okay, I get it. But, like, for real? Yeah. Like, it's, does it's he weird. know something? And you, and, you know, from a wrestling perspective, again, I don't want to be mean and whatnot, no, but I don't see his potential. Best. Yeah, I, I don't mean, see his potential. He, he, Impact cut bait. Yeah, I don't see it. And Impact will sign anybody. Not only will um, they sign anybody, like they legitimately tried to push him. He was in the Bound for Glory series for like three years running. And like back when the Bound for Glory series was some good shit and like had a lot of big names in it. Like he was facing off with Jeff Hardy and Bully Ray in the Bound for Glory series and shit. Gunner was Gunner was there and towards their last good years before this run. Yeah. yeah. So, like, they had, you know, he was legitimately pushed by them, and they were just like, you know what? Do you... We're good, dog. We're good. So I want to say this. I don't want to go through people who we think might be released, but I want to say one name who I'm terrified may be on the list. 
We don't even have to talk. We don't even have to talk about it because there's a lot of conjecture. Actually, there's one other thing I want to talk about that I'm gonna I'm gonna get trashed for. I don't give a shit. Um, but I'm terrified with what's going on with Keith Lee because nobody knows. It's not being talked about. Um, Mia's not saying anything, nor should she. Keith's not saying anything, nor should he. WWE's not saying anything, nor should they. Um, but I'm terrified that whatever it is, because what they're looking to it, what, what they're looking to do is they're doing a cost analysis. And so are what we're paying you, is it matching what you're giving us or outputting? And I know Keith makes a lot of money, I'm sure, because he got called up. And I'm terrified that that's something that they're going to be looking at because he's fantastic. Whatever he's going through right now, whether it's personal, whether it's physical, whether it's company-induced, I know he'll move past it. Keith Lee could, tomorrow, tomorrow he could walk on Raw. Well, you know, Monday, literally, if we're being literal. He could walk on Raw and and pin Bobby Lashley for the World Championship, but nobody would bat an eye. So I'm, I'm a little nervous about that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I just don't know how to feel about a lot of this right now. It's very confusing times. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know a lot of these people will be fine. I, you know, you had that worry about Keith Lee. I had that worry about Roddy. I know Roddy's just on vacation right now, but I'm just like, you know, are they going to keep him? Now, that, well, that's a real question. Roddy and Bobby Fish, both. Because some NFC guys got to be going unless they get called up. There is a big rumor of call-ups. Do you want to do that instead? I mean, here's my thing. I think, you know, Roddy especially, I think, would benefit from a call-up. He's never going to be a world champion in, in the main roster, but, like, he's a solid mid-card hand and can be used in a variety of different ways. You could put him in a tag team with all kinds of people. Well, he's. we all have said that Red Dragon's one of the best 10 tag teams of the past 20 years, and we think that Kyle and, and Roddy was better than Kyle and Bobby, so... Yeah, so like, so you know. let's do this. Let's do this to kind of end the show, and I and I I want to finish off on one little moment. But let's do this instead of doing who might be released. Let's talk about who you think may get called up. Yeah, I'm here for a call up. I'm here for. I'll a call give you up. one name. I'll give you one name that needs to get called up, and that's tomorrow. And you're gonna uh, laugh at me. You're gonna okay. laugh at me. I don't care. I'm ready for you. To, I'm ready to laugh at you all the time. Go ahead. Cocaine Kona Reeves needs to be called up tomorrow. What? Let me tell you why. It's better. Tell me why. Go I'll ahead. Tell you why. Go because ahead. every because every brand needs a jobber. I mean that's true. That's true. Every brand does need a jobber. And, and he's been he's been down there forever. So it's either it, this is really one of those shit to get off the pot type situations. Call I mean, him up. Let him use that beautiful luscious mane and his fantastic. Uh, his fast, fantastic accoutrements and his his wonderful personality to get people mad, get over, lose matches, and boom, there you go. Because like Gulak is your face jobber, now you got your heel jobber. We're good. Yeah, no, that's fair. No, that's fair. Now that you make that argument, that's fair. That's fair. Shout, um, to, the shout to shout to the finest. Hey, you're the finest to me, buddy. I'll give you one. Um, I know you're going to have mixed feelings about it, but like the gimmick is just sports entertainment and a hafe. Uh, Dexter Loomis. 
that he can't get caught up to index get together. Yeah, but he that, can't. But that in, gimmick is index worth Okay, so him and him and uh, fine, fine, fine. He gets together with Indy, and then they go up to the main roster together. Indy leaves the way. Indy leaves the way behind. You're, break, you're breaking up family, sir. She rides off. She rides off like Sandy and Greece. So are we gonna have a wedding like with Macho and Elizabeth? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm here for it. No, Dexter is probably for the main roster. He's gonna draw her a picture of the wed- of the engagement ring. He's not even gonna have her an actual ring, just I made you a drawing. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm completely with it. Um Yeah, that gimmick so, screams sports entertainment. So I'm just like does. That's got to go up to the main roster. It does. I'll give you another group of guys that I think Legato Del Fantasma is gone. Oh, yeah. Yo, yo. Vince wants a, first of all, Vince wants a Latino superstar to push. Um, you've got an actual, another actual Lucha legend. This one is bilingual and can cut really good fucking promos. Yep. And, that, and, I, and I, I, I hate to make the comparison, but I've said... As much as I love Andrade, I am an Ingonable till I die. As much as I love him, Santos Escobar is what WWE wanted Andrade to be. I mean, and he's he's always shown that he was a fucking star. King Cuerno was a fucking beast. And he held Fantasma. Fantasma in general is badass. Yeah, he was King Cuerno. Mm-hmm. Mm, good point. Um, okay. Um, Hit Row got to stay down for a while because they got to run NXT now. Because they got they they're gonna be next up to run NXT. Um, a lot of people think Cross and Scarlett are gone, in which I, they they are built for the main roster. So sure. Um, any surprises? You think Mercedes? I like the idea of putting Mercedes or Piper Niven with Eva as her heater, because that way you can get some work out of this. Because both of those girls can wrestle. Only one of them's gonna go. But I like that idea. Like I being her muscle. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I mean, I don't know that I necessarily can think of any surprises. You know, I, I still maintain that EO needs to go up. She uh, just came back. She just came back this week to NXT, so that don't look like it's happening. You know, I feel I maintain that she needs to go up, and the other person who should go up but won't go up because of I mean, you'll know exactly why in a second. Candice needs to go. Candice, yeah. her ceiling is so fucking high. She's a fucking star like give me candace versus literally any of the main roster women so fucking here for it but i just don't see it happening because i don't see her leaving johnny and johnny will never go so yeah yeah but i'll tell you i'll tell you a person i'll tell you a person who's probably going to go Mm. when she gets back fully healthy tegan knox is a perfect run for the main roster oh yeah 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 yeah. i think tegan um, can I say? Can I say? You know, speaking of call ups, can I just say, like, man, I still feel like something about Rhea is not hitting. And you're not the only person. The whole world feels that. You, here's the problem with Rhea Ripley. Let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. The problem with, the problem with Rhea Ripley is she's she she ever since she had to turn face because she was so popular, she lost everything that was that was real. And authentic about her, right? So, like, 
this is important. This is the thing I do with wrestlers when I think they're when I when I try to put them in a box or not in a box, but I try to understand them. Right. Mm-hmm. I ask myself this one question. If I had to explain this person to a wrestler, that's, to a person that's never watched wrestling before, how would I explain them? Mm-hmm. If you had to do that for real, what would you say? I would say, so this is the punk rock chick. That's pretty much all I got. From Australia. Yep, yep. This is the Aussie punk rock chick. Um, she's really tall, and she's kind of a badass. But, like... Is that a character? That's really all that is. Nope, that's all that I got for. You know what I'd like to say? This is what I would like to say. Okay? She's Furiosa from Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Okay. Can you not see that? I mean, I could see it. Tall, it's a... beautiful, dangerous. Like... Because we're really I mean, it's beautiful. a hard. It, it, you're right, but like the over the 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 overall point is still equally valid. Of just like she is so much harder as a character to explain than like Bailey, for example. Bailey is an annoying fucking Karen. That is her gimmick. This yep. is Karen. Um, Karen would like to speak to your manager about why she's not in the title match tonight. Yep. Um. You know, Sasha is just like the obnoxious bitch who thinks she's better than everyone. And and, and is famous. Is legit yeah. famous. Yeah. You know, Bianca doesn't think she's better than everyone. She just goes out there and shows she's better than everyone. Bianca is the Bianca is the, the classic off. overachiever show off. Yes, one hundred percent. You like you can tell these people, but there's with Rhea that she's never had that. With the exception of when she turned heel, oh, and even Charlotte, in NXT her UK. chief rival, her chief rival in both NXT proper and now, um, other than Shayna, she had a good rivalry with Shayna as well. Uh, but anyway, like even with Charlotte, Charlotte's character is the entitled rich bitch. Yeah, one hundred percent. But from the moment. When Rhea turned heel in NXT UK, then moved to WWE, moved to NXT, from that moment to the moment she won the championship, she was great. She was at her best because she was allowed to be her. Like that whole that whole trope about turning the volume up to eleven. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Now she's she's just she's playing who people think she should be. She's not being her, and it's. It's it's you can tell first and foremost she's never been able to talk, but yeah. she definitely can't talk now because she has to say WWE face insults, which are always terrible, awful. So it's one thing when you it's one thing when you can talk and you can make it work. She can't. Yeah, yeah, and doesn't have the like natural ability to rescue it. And then you're not wrestling every week, so we can't say oh, but you know what? But the matches are fire because you're not wrestling every week. Well, and so, you know, she's a good person to bring up, though, just because it's just like, you know, just because it feels like someone is can't miss doesn't always mean someone is can't miss. I think they also fumbled a little bit because, like, they showed video packages for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, which builds anticipation. And then the rollout felt super flat in comparison to the buildup. One hundred percent. Now, I, no, I don't. I don't think the rollout felt flat to me. It felt rushed because I won't say it felt flat because 
she debuted and challenged the women's champion to women's championship at WrestleMania. That's not a flat. That's debut. okay. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But it was rushed because we didn't know what was going on with, with Charlotte. She was hurt. Lacey had the baby. We didn't know what was going on. Well, got pregnant, rather. We didn't know what was going to go on with that women's championship, but you know it had it was going to be a marquee match. So you had to do something. So you have all of these every week. This week she's coming. This week she's coming. This week she's coming. This week she's coming. And she shows up out of nowhere. They didn't give, like, for example, Eva Marie, all of these promos, were, every promo next week was different. And it was mm-hmm. a story, and it was a story. And then finally, this past week, it said, I'm making my re-debut next week. It was a story being told. With Rhea, it was just like, hey, this, there's, this wrestler is here. So, yeah, they're, they're failing terribly with her. But they failed with a lot of people. Like, for example, Asuka. I, I, I hate the idea of saying fix everything with the heel turn. But if y'all don't give me crazy clown Joker Asuka... I don't want to see her for about six months. That's where I'm at with Oscar. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, I don't disagree with that. Um, I think a fair criticism also could be made. I saw this circle on social media this week, and I do think it's a fair criticism. When people were bringing up the thought of, you know, another draft will be coming up soon, blah, blah, blah. Somebody put out a tweet and was just like, you know, if the crux of your product relies on having to shuffle the roster one, two, three times a year, oh, that's, the product isn't good. Yeah, exactly. That's an indictment of the creative behind the product. Yeah, and, this and whole I draft thing got me fluxed. And I and I hate to have to like say, yeah, there. That's that's really kind of all there is to it. But yeah, that really is all there is to it. If your creative has to be rescued one to two times per year by either a shuffle or call up of fresh new talent, then there's something wrong with the storytelling because you should be able to recycle these, this cast of characters that you have at the size that it is with more than two, three, four, five months of stories. I don't mind the the yearly call up because it's because wrestling is episodic, so it's fifty two oh, times a year we oh, see. Oh yeah, that. that so I don't mind. The, I don't mind the yearly call up, but maybe a couple of shuffles between, like once a year. Cool. This is the third time in eighteen months we would have had this draft, right? Oh, yeah. That's too much at this point. Yeah, like why are we constantly fucking shuffling shows? You just broke up the new day, like what six months ago? Yeah, it was barely. barely it was just cup of coffee ago so like i that's 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 why i'm with that's why i'm with at it like i don't now the only way you can get i'm gonna watch it regardless but the only way you can get me involved like interested in it is if you bring nxt and it's a tri-branded draft i mean that would be more interesting than the conventional one that they do but it's still just like I don't know. It's, it's just it's it's spring it's it's spring um it's spring air freshener over some boo boo. Well, and what here's where I think the flaw in their logic comes in. I think they keep fooling themselves because like 
SmackDown is so for the past year, SmackDown has been firing on all cylinders. And, you know, there are periods where Raw is firing on all cylinders and SmackDown's kind of in the dumpster. And then there are periods where SmackDown, there have been a couple of periods over the last decade where SmackDown has just been like really fucking fire week after week after week. And Raw has been much more inconsistent. And I think that from a company standpoint they seem to think that the solution is let's just take these characters that are are doing well on this other show and just put them on the show that's struggling and that's just automatically going to make the struggling show better and it's like no we need to look at why are these characters being successful on this show what is it about this show that is working that if this other show is not doing Because if we're just moving people because we think that, like, oh, we need to move Big E because we don't have anything to do with him on SmackDown anymore, why not? He's got plenty of things that he can still do. He hasn't gone after the tribal chief. He hasn't confronted whoever the fuck attacked him. He, because it was Aleister Black, but, you know, whatever. Um, He said his name. Look at that. I don't know what you're talking about. Who? This is 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 Edge history. He said his name. So to to add to your point, they also seem to think that if I move this person over to this show, well, the the idea of these two wrestlers linking up will make things interesting. But what they do is they overdo it because, like, if there's one criticism of the IWC, I agree with this. We don't need all these damn rematches. I don't need to see the same match seven times in a row, seven weeks in a row. Don't need to see that. Like AW, I it's would think AW. Mustafa Ali. It's part of what ruined Mustafa Ali's most recent yeah. thing. Him and fucking Ricochet fought yep. each other every week for like three months. Yep. It's what ruined the Rollins Mysterio feud. The feud that itself was, like was fine, months. but that shit yeah. went on nonstop for nine yep. fucking months. And so NXT, I don't, I'm not NXT, AW, I think does it, doesn't do it enough because NXT, AW will do one match and never touch it again. Mm-hmm. You need some, you need some kind of mixing. It's the perfect, I think the answer is in the middle. I don't need to see you wrestle three months every single week, but I don't need to see you wrestle one time and then got to wait three more years to see it. New Japan is the same way. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in the middle, I'd like to see, um, and they haven't done that. They, oddly enough, they've done a really good job of it with Drew and with Drew and Bobby. But because Drew's been in the main event so long, we don't see it that way. But they've only wrestled three times this year. Speaking of AEW, real quick, did I tell you I'm going to Dynamite? No. So Dynamite's going to be in Charlotte in July, and tickets go on sale tomorrow morning. So I'm gonna get tickets and I'm gonna go to Dynamite. Fuck it. Enjoy yourself. Let me know how that goes. Um, they're coming to Houston. Yeah, I th- I, my whenever they come up, whenever they come to Houston, I'm thinking about going too. But I, I definitely got my tickets for the first show back with fans for WWE here in Houston at the Toyota Center, July 16th. I'm looking forward to it. I'm taking my sister. She's who I took to WrestleMania, so like she's one of my go-to wrestling buddies. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a good time. And I, it's like I told her, I was like, listen, this is televised, so like they're gonna come at you with some good shit. Because they always deliver live. So what we'll do is you guys listen to this now, live. In the middle of July, you should have two separate 
recollections of shows. The first WWE show back live, I'll be at, and the first show ever in Charlotte, AW, on their return back to fans, which is one of the first shows I'd imagine outside of Jacksonville live. Yeah, people so were we'll pissed those. correctly. People were pissed correctly, at least those of us that are from the Carolinas were correctly pissed because when they did the promotional poster, it wasn't that they were pissed that people like Arn Anderson were on it. They were pissed FTR. that FTR wasn't on it. And it's just like, you didn't have a spot for them anywhere? They're they from two hours from here. You didn't have a spot for them anywhere? They were mad. Did you see them on Twitter? They, like, yeah. Dax was they were, Oh, but, yeah. They were like, this is clown shoe shit. But they got two, but they got two horsemen. So of course it's gonna be horsemen memory night. That's fine, and that's fine. And I and again, people are okay with that. It's just like you could have put them up in the corner somewhere. You could have put them like off to the side. Agreed. Like you could have put them some fucking where. So I'll tell you this: FTR better wrestle that night. <laughs> As someone who's gonna be a fucking paying customer at the gate, I will be pissed as shit. You want to have, have, have your pinnacle shirt on? Do what? You want to have your pinnacle shirt on? No, I'm going to have my fucking hangman shirt on because of my Why did I ask mark. that? Yeah, why did I ask that? Yeah, good point. It'll either be, I, I, it'll, it'll either be a hangman paid shirt or it'll be my join the dark order. We have juice. That. I love that fucking um, shirt. Um, silver should be healthy by then, huh? Probably, I think so. <laughs> I mean, even if not, you know, like... I. I love that shirt, number one. But number two, like, I love Evil Uno and Colt Cabana. The whole squad is just quality people. It's so good. So good. Um, I'm going to get I'm going to get a acknowledge me shirt so I can acknowledge my tribal chief. I don't know what shirts I'm going to get the kids. Um, I'd imagine McKinley would want a uh, probably a Carmelo or Naomi or Maybe a Bianca shirt. Maybe a Sasha shirt. Maybe a Bianca something. Yeah. Um, I don't know what Baby Girl would want. Um, something, Whatever would flash your eyes. But we're, we're going to buy them before because I'm not doing that at the show. Um, facts, the facts, the facts. All right, man. I was, I was going to say something negative about the person who I don't want to say something negative about. Not negative, but. So, look, I'll just say this. <clears throat> and we're, gonna, we're definitely going to end on this. All right. I don't wish anybody negative. And I want everybody who deals with any form of mental or emotional stress or struggle or issue to get the help they need and to live a, a healthy life. I, that, that, like, I, that's important to me. I deal with it myself. Man, I got to tell you. Kylie Ray not gonna pull the wool over my eyes ever again. <laughs> oh, and I don't man, want this. Shame on you. No, no, this is three, bro. Remember, she <laughs> was the first signing to eight. She was, she was the main. She, they built the AW Women's Division around Cole her. As Jay Cole would say, as Jay Cole has said, fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice. Can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times. Fuck the peace signs. Load the chopper. Let it rain on you. Nothing else needs to be said. That's the 
that's the perfect way to end the show. I'm at Ray Cash, R.A. Wise, and Mysterio, C-A-S-H, as in dollars. I'm going to let the expert end it as he expertly can. Our missing brother, Carl, is at Outsider Curvin, K-E-R-V-I-N. I am at Dr. S'mores. Um, we are, of course, part of the ChairShot Radio Network at ChairShot Media, where you always use like a bizarre. And obviously, y'all, the show is at Outsider's Edge CS. Um, we here at the Outsider's Edge are just some increasingly less young gentlemen doing everything that we can trying to make it in this world. And, you know, sometimes we're going to hit you with just, you know, our personal opinions. Like, Shingo Takagi being the IWGP champion is just so fucking great. And we're so fucking and, happy. Enter the dragon. Whoop, whoop. Um, and other times, we're going to hit you with that shit that needs to be said. Like, if your creative structure rests on having a constant reshuffling of talent every 6 to 12 months, you have a shitty creative structure and you need to reevaluate yourselves. Do better. But no matter what, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams. And you've got to respect that. Because, well, school's out for summer, but Mr. Morris teaches summer school. And he don't give up. Fuck! I'd like to extend one of those hearty sitting outside with the tan at a cookout while I got a lemonade in my hand and some, and some ribs on the grill. Fuck ems. There you go. Thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if if you don't win your first bet, bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.